Did you know that dogs have a sixth sense for Earth's magnetic field? I didn't know that. (laughs) Recent studies have found that dogs prefer to align themselves along the north-south axis of Earth's magnetic field when they're doing their business. Some scientists believe this sensitivity might even help them navigate and find their way home. Well, I don't know what I'm doing when I'm going to the bathroom, so let's leave it up to the dogs. They've got a great sense. I know. I say I get lost in the shower. <laughs> I have a terrible, I kid, I have a great little story real quick. I did, actually did tracking with a friend who'd like that their dogs track things. And so she was like, I want you to be the person that we're going to go find. So you're going to go here, go around this tree and end up right there. And I was like, got it. I'm already, I'm already lost listening. <laughs> I literally, I ended up two houses away in someone's deer blind. Oh and she texts me like, where are you? Like, where are you? We can't find you. I was like, I'm here. And I sent a picture. She's like, you should not be there. I was like, oh, no. I have a terrible, terrible sense of direction. Yeah. Well, apparently our dogs are better than us. And with that being said, with no sense of direction, we do have a sense of direction for our show today. So we're so excited to be here. And welcome to the Dog Moms. Dog Moms, Dog Moms, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Dog Moms. Dog moms, dog moms, what, what you gonna, gonna do? do? What you gonna do when they, when come, they come for you? you. Dog, dog moms. moms. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another Tail Wagon episode of The Dog Moms. I am your co-host, Amber. And And I am Chrissy. We're so excited (laughs) that you're tuning in with us today. We've got an episode that is not just bark worthy. It's absolutely howl worthy. Don't we think, Amber? That's right. You better believe it, Chrissy. Today's show is going to be positively amazing because we're diving. Oh, my dog is digging. He's so excited. All right. Oakley. Oakley, What is he doing? Oh, my goodness. Stop. Today's show is going to be positively amazing because we're diving into the world of dogs that defy all odds. And we have a very special guest to help us do just that. Oh my gosh, yes. And we have the incredible Melissa joining us, the proud owner of Pink Piglet Puppy. That's right. You know the adorable pup that's taken social media by storm? If you haven't, you're about to find out. Yeah, for those of you that haven't heard, Pink Piglet Puppy is a dog like no other. He's deaf and blind, but his spirit and energy are absolutely contagious. Melissa is going to give us a behind-the-scenes look at the life of this extraordinary pup and how he has changed the lives for other people around the world. I can't wait to hear more about Piglet's story and go from the puppy parenting challenges to the rewarding moments that make it all worth it. It's going to be a roller coaster of emotions, I already know. And after our interview, we also have questions from you that we're going to be answering from our amazing listeners. Thank you. Thank you. But first, as always, I want to catch up because I want to know, Amber, please tell us all, how is Riley doing? Oh my goodness. It's so weird. I'm not just a dog mom anymore. I'm also a little human mom. And just thinking about him makes me like all giddy, which is so fun. Um, He's doing great. Knock on wood. He's a really great baby. Maybe it's because I'm a dog trainer. Maybe the training is working on the child. I don't know. I used to use Cheerios. Is that terrible? (laughs) I mean, hey, it's working out pretty well so far. But um, no, he's doing great. And I had a really great time 
introducing the dogs and cats to him. It's just been really, really fun. Um, seeing them have a relationship with him too is really cute. So it's going great. It's really weird. Are you getting um, sleep? I mean, it can, is there some moments well, that you're like, it's tough? Like I remember, I'm just oh, going to yeah. be honest. I'm going to be honest, guys. Like I have a daughter, she's six now, but like, man, when she first came home, yes, it was like so many bright and cheery moments, but like, girl, I was crying. Like for sure. (laughs) I dealt with a lot of, like, I remember bawling my eyes out. This is going to be like a true dog mom moment. I bawled my eyes out because I couldn't open the sliding door for my dog. Like, cause I had a C-section and I couldn't open the sliding door. And that frustrated me so much that I couldn't just get up and do that. Yeah. It's definitely been an adjustment for sure. There's been some great moments. There's been some moments where I'm like, I don't want to do this. I'm going crazy. Um, it's been really difficult and, you know, I have three dogs and two cats. And so I've got a lot of like little beings depending on me and that Mm -hmm. can be a lot, a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a lot of work too. Thankfully, my husband has been incredibly helpful and he does so much. And it's kind of funny because my husband has taken over feeding routine with all the animals and oh, so great. they don't even come to me to ask for oh. it anymore <laughs> and it's like kind so of a relief, been but passed. kind of like what the heck so yeah he yeah. has his own he has his own routine with them and so now they have a routine with him too which is just weird but that's been a really great blessing is that he's been able to help out with that side and of you also did some mom. preparing though you prepared for this you I remember oh, you telling yes. me like hey I'm trying to get them used to not doing as much right now I'm trying to give them more time where they can learn to just be because like that's what's going to happen at least the first you know yeah six, and I've six, been doing weeks. my best to like get out with them but they're certainly they haven't been getting nearly as much obviously activity or anything so they will um, it's been an adjustment but they are being they're being very great and very patient and so I'm really glad that the dogs have just adjusted the way that they have but I call this the rest period until Riley learns to walk and then they're never gonna yeah. sleep again because he's gonna be all over the At place least- I think they're looking forward to when he'll start dropping food all over the floor. That's what they're <laughs> yes. going to love the most. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Be- Beasley literally tries to clean her table. We have to watch him. Oh, so. my gosh. Yeah, my, my dogs love, like, the toddler stage when kids are messy and they leave all their food everywhere. But yeah. um, I know we have an amazing guest to get to, and I believe me, we'll talk more about Riley and all the little dogs and cats soon. But I think we should jump over to that episode. So guys, go ahead, grab your coffee or your tea. Let's get ready and get comfy for this amazing episode where we get to talk to Melissa about little pink piglet puppy. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you and your whole amazing pet crew with us. How are you doing today? We're so excited to have you. Uh, we're very, we're fine and very excited to be here. Oh, that's awesome. So I want to just get right into it because you have such an amazing story and so many animals to talk about. Um, can you start off by telling us your whole mission of what you started and how you first met Piglet? Oh, I can. That is a very long story. (laughs) I don't want to hear the whole thing, but I do have a book that describes the whole thing in detail, but I will tell you in brief, um, I am a veterinarian, a small animal vet, and uh, years before Piglet, we adopted a dog, a double moral Aussie Border Collie mix from a uh, dog rescue down in Georgia. And I was always very partial to the disabled ones Hmm. and the medically complex ones to have in our house. So she came, uh, Gina was a... um, is a she still is <laughs> She's oh. a double merle aussie border collie mix she was deaf in one ear mm. and that kind of introduced me into double merles that's why i'm mm. telling you this first but i also connected with the vet who uh, runs the rescue down in georgia 
and she, um, we, we ended up becoming friends and she would bring dogs up here twice a year for dog adoption events until COVID hit. And um, I would help her with at the adoption event, doing exams for all of the dogs coming into the state, as well as follow-ups for medical needs of dogs that were adopted up in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. So uh, skip to a few years later, uh, she sent me a note and said that she had a little uh, blind and most likely deaf, tiny one pound puppy oh, who was one pound. double dapple, Jeez. which is the same as double Merle. Right. Um, and did I know someone who would be a good fit for him? He would be a special placement. So I, I was probably sitting right here <laughs> in the chair, and I was thinking, actually, I was in the kitchen and I said, uh, you know, I can't know. We have six dogs. We're not having any more dogs, but, um, maybe I should foster. So I said no to myself. And then I said, uh. I think we should him. And I sent Warren a note, who's my husband, and we ended up fostering him. And once he came up here, he was very anxious and screamed mm. all the time. We ended up, um, it became a full-time job for me yeah. on top of my full-time vet job. Wow, and, and ultimately, of course, obviously we kept, we kept him because he settled in and it would, it, it just, we, we fell in love with him. We sort of felt devoted to him. Aww. And when we did right. decide to adopt him, I did, I yeah. I said he would have a productive, meaningful life. I promised myself because I did not need another lap dog. Right. And yeah. we started with Piglet, and that was in twenty March of twenty seventeen. Wow. Uh, May is when we decided he would stay. Oh. It took me two months. Wow. <laughs> and so from there, I can tell you more about his, um, you know, what ended up happening. Um, yeah, I think before we get into the story, just in case our listeners aren't aware, um, right. I'm I'm really familiar with double merles and like mm -hmm. what happens to dogs. But would you mind explaining that a little bit for people who yes. are listening that's never they don't know what double merle means? So double merle means if you were, if you think about herding breeds, dachshunds, chihuahuas, now unfortunately in bulldogs, mm -hmm. Great Danes, there is a marbling color pattern that some mm -hmm. of them have. So there's solid colors, black, tan, white, uh, Great Danes, maybe black and white, whatever. Um, but then there's this marbling color. So it, it, everyone loves it. And it's Merle mm -hmm. or Dapple in the Dachshund and those smaller breeds and um, Harlequin and Great Danes. When both parents are that have that color pattern, and it can be very hard to tell sometimes. Sometimes if there are mm. breeders breeding, uh, herding breeds especially, they need to do DNA <laughs> Lovely. They all want to say in the podcast too. That's they awesome. do. They say it's our turn to talk. It's our turn. And a lot, I think a lot of times they can even be ghost Merles where like they don't look like they're Merle, but they yeah, are. Yeah, so my dog Tucker, uh, he looks like a red tri, but he's actually a Merle and you would wow, never I would have know never it. known. If you, if you look at his ear, he's got little spots. So yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of times you wouldn't know that they're actually a Merle unless you do testing. DNA or like testing. Very, very you particular. DNA testing to, to yeah. know if they're Merle, if you are intentionally doing this but a lot of times it gets unintentionally done so that you have um if both parents are <laughs> they're like hey um, this is this is the we're dog part mom of the podcast. show we're part of the show for a reason it's a dog mom podcast we all all of my dogs are my dogs were just barking a second ago they ran outside i was saying they're being quiet for right this second so we'll see how they yes, feel okay. <laughs> in a minute 
so oh, true. Man. They're like, we have to protect you, mother. Um, but I think, you know, I have Merle's. I mean, I have them. I do. And you have to be so careful, like, you know, if you're considering breeding or not, but like just even the breeds themselves, you have to be careful even taking them to the vet because if they – DNA testing offers like you more information even when you just go to the vet because there's certain anesthesia that certain breeds shouldn't be under. So like there yeah. is such a benefit, whether it's a dog, you're like, oh, I'm going to breed them or not breed them. It's just good information to have on hand to do that. Okay. He's helping me, so he brought Piglet out so they could all bark at him. Oh, <laughs> I thought that it was, okay. it was safe with them in here because otherwise they're at the door now barking. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. No worries. They're fine. Okay. That's okay. So, We're going to catch up right where we left okay, off. So when two Merle dogs are bred, either accidentally or intentionally, there's a 25% chance that each puppy will receive the dominant Merle, Dapple, or Harlequin, whatever your breed is, gene. When both parents give that dominant gene to the puppy, which is mm. a 25% chance mm. for each puppy, wow, it's called double Merle or double Dapple, and it is linked to a white hair coat and ear and eye defects. Mm. Got it. So, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, creates a lot of tough time taking on a dog like that and providing a home for them. I mean, you really have to change your whole lifestyle to be able well, to. I mean, it's first of all, they're not all deaf and blind. Mm-hmm. Some are blind. Some are deaf. Some can see out of one eye, but not the other. Some are deaf in one ear. Mm-hmm. And some can see in here and, and you wouldn't even know that they had a problem. Right. But um, so there, it's not all turning into deaf and blind dogs right. and having a deaf and blind dog is not quite as complicated as hmm. you would think, depending on the dog. Well, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people think that that's probably something that's like incredibly difficult. But right. um, are there some challenges that you have come across that you learned to kind of work through, especially like jumping from a dog that was deaf in one ear to a dog that yeah. is yeah. blind and deaf? I'm sure that was a lot of learning for you <laughs> as well. Gosh, yeah, I you can't know, even first imagine. Of all, I, I, the the dog I grew up with a blind dog. The oh, dog wow. that is deaf in one ear had severe anxiety because that mm. they can they can't play sound when they're deaf in only one ear unilateral deafness, so that she would hear noises but wouldn't know where they were coming from. Mm. So she had her own set of issues. She was also terribly abused when she was down in Georgia oh. before she came up here. So she was a lot of work uh, to start with. But she could see, I, you know, I didn't have to worry about her falling down the stairs. She's right. Also oh, that's, yeah, down. thank goodness. Going from her to Piglet, who was uh, one and a half pounds to start with, Jeez. obviously safety oh was the gosh, most yeah. important priority. I mean, even just walking around the house with a dog like that is kind of terrifying. Well, yeah. our house is very small. Like a bell, there's, like you put a little bell on her or something. Well, there's not a lot. I mean, I had yeah. him enclosed and then we would watch him. So obviously yeah. we didn't just let him loose. Of yeah. but I So he did eventually learn to walk up the stairs and you oh. would be shocked at how a dog like that can learn to map an area they, you know, and, and I say learn to because they are instinctively wanting to know where they are, yeah. obviously, but they, I think that there's a learning curve for a deaf and blind dog to figure out how to use his other senses, his nose and his sense of touch to then optimize those senses in connecting with their environment and with other people. So in his case, Piglet, he came in and he learned to smell people's breath. And that's how he wow. recognized people. And that's oh, yeah, how he of either liked them or didn't like wow. them. And 
her. He also learned very quickly where everything was in our house. And I, I really did wonder in the beginning whether he would be one of those dogs that would just know where they are when we would go right. to the places that he had been to before. And in fact, he is. Wow. He, I, I give one example in the book and I talk about all the time. He, we took him up to Vermont when he was, um, it was in, I think, August or September that first year. He was born in January, so he was not a year old yet. And we walked down the street. He and he did take walks, and now he doesn't take walks because he snips and stops. Oh. We walked down the street, and we I took him down the driveway and down the street. One time, when we came back, he knew where the driveway was because wow. he could oh, smell. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. Out. Whereas that's my so other true. dogs were going to walk past the driveway because they weren't paying attention at all. Right. He knew where the driveway was, and that is how he is. And and he has honed those skills. It's not that he has better knows a better right. touch right. than another dog. He just He's knows more how in to tune. use them mm-hmm. because that's how he he sees his world and how he wow. experiences his world and and takes in the input in you know a, a much more limited way. But he he learned and and he is who he is. I now have another one. Georgie, who's sitting on my lap, he's a completely different dog, has a completely different approach to his, um, he doesn't know he has issues, but to his life and his, you know, engaging with, with his world around him. He's much more laid back. Piglet is meticulous about every right. little thing, every little detail. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure oh that's goodness. like personality as well. Yeah. Like it's, it's not just breed, breed um, uh, also uh, related yeah. because he has dachshund in oh, him. He's a, yeah. he's a sniffing dog. Yes. This dog, Georgie, does not have any dachshund in him. So he's less nose oriented. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Uh, but he is definitely, um, he's a, he's got his own. A big personality. <laughs> yeah, he's really amazing. Yeah. I wanted so, to ask you, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chrissy. That's okay. I'm just excited to see kind of the journey that began here. And obviously there's so much care and love and TLC that goes to it, but Piglet's become more than just your pet and some, mm-hmm. a pet that means a lot to you. Pet um, you know, Piglet's changed the lives of people and has opened the yes. door to education. Can you tell us a little bit about like how that journey started for you? Um, yeah. How that kind of light bulb went off and then, you know, you opened the door <laughs> to sharing the story with everyone else. Well, you know how, you know, certain things happen to you when you really don't expect them. Yeah, like, totally. That yeah. Is the case here. And, I, <laughs> and my, I always say, you know, um, Sometimes saying yes when your gut says no is a really mm. a very good idea, which it was in this case. I, I did judge right. But Piglet, um, when when I did decide we were going to adopt him, I promised myself Piglet would have a productive, meaningful life. And what mm-hmm. I thought that that meant then, and that was right in the very beginning, and I had already started building a Facebook page because I was trying to find a home for him, mm, was point. that he would raise money for um, dog rescues and primarily those who focused on disabled dogs. So my first bit of merchandise was this uh, phone case while this one was ripped up because it's very old. I have another one on, I only have two left. But I sold hundreds of those and I raised $1,200. They were $4 each. I That's sent them incredible. all around the world. It was it was ridiculous because I did it all myself with wow. on, on pieces of paper. I didn't even use a computer. Oh my god! So I thought that's what it was going to be. I moved on to magnets and then shirts, mm-hmm. and I was doing all this. I got him a dodo video, which was very helpful. But as all that was happening to increase awareness of disabled dogs, a teacher left a, a comment on one of our Facebook posts saying. Um, 
I can't wait to show Piglet's videos to my students. And oh. I didn't know why. She didn't say why. And I happened to see the comment because I read all the comments then. Yeah. So I sent her a comment back and I said, you know, I'll make you your own video. Uh, why don't for your students, a personal video, personalized. And why don't you email me and then we can connect. So she did. Wow. And I didn't know how to make a video then. So there was no video, but I made a PowerPoint presentation that was Aww. called the story of Piglet, the deaf blind pink puppy. And that still stands. It has been updated just a tiny bit, oh, but that wonderful. was the found founding PowerPoint wow. of our uh, Piglet Mindset Education Program. So she That's called incredible. it Piglet Mindset because she was going to teach her children, her students, about growth mindset using Piglet as an example and a role right. model for the kids because Piglet has a growth mindset. He faces mm. his challenges in a positive way. He's perseverant, resilient, flexible. He is an optimistic dog and he, he I don't know that he's empathetic, but he does bring empathy out of people. Wow. And That's right meet him and, and learn about him. So mm -hmm. that's what he was. And it was the most life-changing moment that I actually, my daughter kept saying, get off of Facebook. And I, I'm so happy that I read all those comments or this would yeah. never, ever have happened. That's right. And it has now uh, grown to be probably, I think, eight PowerPoints on uh -huh. online, which are the, are the base of the program. There's an activities uh, collection that um, cover, we, we talk about the five senses, also, um, uh, you know, pos being positive and, and having a, a positive attitude towards challenges, being resilient and all those things. But it also evolved through through talking to other teachers into an inclusion curriculum wow. because we have at that time we had six dogs plus Piglet and they all brought him in with great kindness um, and acceptance, even though he was very different than him. So, wow. he, oh, so also, he and they became an example for inclusion. So yeah, it that's a, and that's a big lesson for children for sure because they see different wow. and they don't know how to process different, right? And so I mean, the kids really, really relate to the dogs, obviously. Yeah, for well, and I, I feel like with it being a dog, it's so much easier for kids to like understand and grasp mm -hmm. it rather than so being true. like, "Look, this kid is different," or someone acts differently. Well, they than integrate you. those lessons through the, that they have from the dog into real life in, right. in their classrooms with their with other students. And I have a lot of teachers. I don't know how many teachers use the program across the country because a lot of times they'll call me, they'll they'll send me you know three years later say I've been using your program, but now <sighs> I realize that I can get you can send me stickers. You'll send me stickers oh, when I do yeah. a visit. So we have. I send, um, so the program is online and it's free for teachers to download. The kids, uh, depending on the teacher, it might be used uh, through the PTA for the whole school. And then we sure. go through our in-person visit. Maybe a teacher just incorporates it into the whole school year as a theme in their classroom. Yeah. And uh, the kids, as I said, they do love hearing about the dog and, and not only because of, of his approach to his life with the growth mindset and inclusion, but also wow. they want to know about how he does it. How yeah. does he know which dog is which? Which mm -hmm. is his favorite friend? Oh. What, how do, where does he sleep at night? Why how does he, he know how to get there? Yeah. And they ask all of these questions when I visit with them, either virtually or in person. Mm -hmm. And it is amazingly fun. Wow. But also very rewarding to see a dog that was meant to be in the street, obviously. Right, dumb. right, right, right turn into this real inspiration, Advocate. not only for the kids, but on our pages, I have people calling, sending me notes, telling me that, you know, they get up in the morning with their, their cancer diagnosis or wow. their orthopedic issues or their mental illness because of Piglet. 
Wow, that that's huge. Very motivating. Yeah, <laughs> wow. you're not kidding. I mean, you're impacting you're impacting more than just what you would have ever considered, you know, even just like having that, you know, free download that you created. You probably the scope of it has grown so much because it's, it's a relatable topic. It can be it can be relatable on doesn't have to just be physical. There's there's also mental, you know, like having no, something I mean, come it, into your life. Yeah, it's it's it is it's it is one of these things that you can only not plan. It can yeah. only just happen. That's like, right. I couldn't say, I'm going to go get a dog and use him as an education tool. I hear you. <laughs> no. I mean, did you ever think your life would be this now? You know, like it's, right. like, it's such a turn. No, because I'm a veterinarian and I was actually trying to figure out what in the world I was going to do as I'm wow. getting older and I can't crawl around on the floor anymore. Right. So I end up, I, I a few things happen. I'm just, I'm pulling these things out here, but I go to schools, as I said, but but even before that, I send kids piglet stickers. I have many different stickers. I have this is Piglet's Inclusion Pack membership card, which on the back is um, a list of what the requirements are to be in Piglet's Inclusion Pack, which are positive attitude, accepting others for who they are, including others despite their difference, showing empathy and compassion towards others, and always being kind and considerate to all. I love that place for the kids to sign and this is our original pack of seven that is the cutest idea ever oh my goodness and then of course i have uh this book which is um the memoir that i got to write because um thankfully i was on nbc nightly news and oh no actually i was in people magazine piglet was and i was with him and then we were on the news and then um a publisher and then oh that's great see you never would have had Piglet so, comes home. Oh, how <laughs> cute. I need to get that from my daughter. Look at Piglet trying to yeah. eat it. <laughs> this is Georgie, actually. But oh, yeah. Georgie, Georgie. I'm ready to I only see it. the. I can only see the ears. I just see the little. So the, there, <laughs> there we go. But the book has now become part of our program. So teachers wow. read the, the big book, the memoir, to their students because it's a it's a really nice story about being a veterinarian. Lots of animal related uh, stories in there, as well as my family, but. Also, Piglet's story is in there in mm. great detail, and that is um, the teachers can edit as they go and really mm. tell the kids the story of Piglet. And then the kids' book is a fictionalized story, which the kids love. And um, I, I actually have a book donation program that uh, if teachers are using my program, I will send them a book for their class, uh, classroom, one book. And then sometimes I'll even send um, books for the whole class or oh, depending that's, on the school. Yeah, I, so you get a I copy. 175 books up to a school here in Waterbury, Connecticut wow. for all the kids to have. And it's a very special school. Um, and I went and did a piglet visit. They did piglet mindset with all the kids through, throughout uh, K through up through, um, I think, eighth grade. And it's just, I, I, you never know who's going to contact me next. I have people right. with uh, doing special ed. Right. Mainstream. They want to do it for inclusion. They want to teach about animal rescue. I have I have uh, PowerPoints and, and presentations that I can come to schools and do many things other than my main Piglet Mindset program. And so I, I just got a note from a principal yesterday. This is going to be the third year. They only do Piglet Mindset with the first graders. So okay. this is the third year first grade because one of the teachers wanted to do Piglet Mindset. She told the principal that he'd like the idea. Wow. Um, so each year now I'm going oh, to talk to Oh, that's so graders. special. So do you work Do you work with like donations? Is there a place where people can donate if they oh, want to support oh. this? 
Yes, why aren't I saying that? So I have, <laughs> um, in 2019, we established a nonprofit um, called Piglet International Inc., which is a very large name for <laughs> such a tiny little I think dog. it's great. But, uh, <laughs> we wanted to call it Piglet Piglet International. No, go big or go home, it, Melissa. Go big or go home. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to call it something um, like Piglet, Piglet dot, no, what do we want to, Piglet, um, <laughs> Ink, Piglet Ink. Oh, I like cute. the I like the big name for a little dog but, though yeah, because he obviously has a big impact too. Yes, so big it's name, true. Big name, yes. big impact for a tiny little dog, which That's is right. really Piglet cool. International Inc. And Piglet International Inc. is the base for all donations that mm. that go to three different things. One is the Piglet Mindset Educational Program, which as I described, is online free. We do mm -hmm. charge for visits for schools that have a budget because a lot of them do. And if not, then we fund the visits depending on yeah. our arrangement with the teachers and schools. We also do other events and we are very generous with other nonprofits. And that leads me to the second part of Piglet International Inc., which is our uh, Piglet's Rescue Fund. Every wow. week I donate oh, okay. $500 or more to a dog rescue. Uh, or other rescue organization. And that's, we're in, in like the third year now of doing that. Wow. But but that's the formal Piglet's Rescue Fund. Before that, before I had a nonprofit, I sold t-shirts and this is one of them, one of the recent ones. Oh, I was trying I to see what it said. There you go. Does it say Piglet minds, Mindset? Oh, Piglet, Piglet mindset. mindset. But I have um, sold uh, almost 13,000 shirts and oh, raised wow. over like 140 something thousand dollars. That's incredible. In the beginning, all of the money went to dog rescues. Then I started mm -hmm. keeping some for my own nonprofit. So I split it out, you know? Yeah, it's and amazing. Piglet's Rescue Fund. And then the other thing I have is the book donation program. So people will donate to that. Last year I gave away, this last school year, I gave away 100, 800 books. Wow, and wonderful. so this year I hope to give away more. My goal was 1,000, so I didn't reach it. I, that's I that's incredible. It's crazy. Yeah, I just can't believe amazing. like how how this getting this tiny little dog, bringing him home, has just completely changed the trajectory of what you're doing and how much of an impact he's having on not only kids and schools but on special needs dogs too. So, mm -hmm. with that yeah. being said, is there anything on the horizon for you and Piglet that you're hoping to uh -huh. <laughs> reach? Uh, you know, reach certain the like, next goal for Piglet yeah, International. What's the next? What's the next step for Mr. Piglet and his well, whole crew? You know, Piglet, first of all, we have added two dogs. Uh, we got Lucy a year and a half ago. Who, she has a bad foot, which uh, didn't heal. She was hit by a car in California. So we have Lucy is a disabled dog as well. And then we got Georgie. So Georgie has a growing page. But, um, you know, Piglet, we have Piglet is at Pink Piglet Puppy on Instagram and Piglet the Deafblind Pink Puppy on Facebook. Georgie has Georgie for F-O-R fun because Georgie. <laughs> oh, I love that. Fun. <laughs> So he has his own Instagram page, but I do um, uh, monthly webinars as a fundraiser for my for the nonprofit, and I, I I cover topics ranging from senior pet care to pet safety, those kinds of things. Taking care of blind and deaf dogs. I have had wow. guest guest speakers come on with me, and then um, Georgie's having his birthday party next month. Oh yay! As, Happy as birthday! A Zoom webinar. And we're going to talk about building a first aid kit and then he'll have his party. So oh these kinds so of things this is what I do. But the, on the horizon, um, I am trying to we, we have just created some documents to um, market our program further. Mm -hmm. I have really done no marketing. It's only through word of mouth, social, social media. media yeah. Wow. That's so great. I, I'm trying to market it further to, to grow it and, and to reach more people. 
So if you happen to know anyone or anyone's listening, teachers, right. educators, anyone mm -hmm. who works with kids who wants to talk about being resilient, inclusive, and kind. I'm thinking about my, my child's school right yes. now. I mean, yes. I'm like... And the That's website great. is piglotmindset.org. That's but so fun. My, my real true goal is to um, do some more touring. And we, we really want to go out to California. We do need sponsors. I need to figure out how to get five dogs to California. Wow. Um, uh, I've done it. You just drive the whole way. <laughs> well, I need to have some a vehicle that would be more comfortable. Than I know. Oh, my go, gosh. Go. But we, we are looking for sponsors to to help us achieve that goal because it is very costly as you know to try yeah gas that. alone but along the way we would want to stop at schools libraries and other places wow. and then uh so the so california is on the top of the list for the spring but i don't if we can accomplish that right why we, we get three we have to take five dogs with us so you can, can maybe rent place. one of those rvs you can rent an rv well, that might be fun or have like I the pink have, make make sure it's pink and like you oh know <laughs> I was actually trying to raise money for a van, but people didn't like that. They thought the money should go to dog rescues. So. Got it. Uh, well, renting an RV, they're not too bad, but yeah, the, it oh, does. No, it, it, is what it, is. it does but kind you know, of get expensive. We drove out for AGT and it was a long drive and a lot of gas. <laughs> well, we, we drove, we did do a tour last year out to Denver because I went with my daughter to bring her to Denver where she lives now. So we did book a book tour out and back. And oh, it was, wow. it, it was also 110 degrees in July. It was wow. Holy cow. I also thought to take, to, to hire or ask three people to come with us to get out there with five dogs. Cause it's Warren and me and we have five dogs we have to bring and then hire someone to come back. Yeah. With us. And that way right. we wouldn't have to drive the whole country. Yeah. That would make I sense. I know, right? You never know. Well, I, so I really, like you said, your gut tells you no, but you got to just do it. You oh, got to do it. This is like, I, I, I needed another job. Look at mm -hmm. him. He's, I know he's, he's such over. a ham. Um, and I, and I think, you know, I'm working, I'm working pretty much full time for my nonprofit now. And I am still a vet part time. Wow, I wow. have all of my dogs, as you know, take a lot of time to care for. Yeah, and it's it is it, and and he came in January, which was really um, <laughs> unexpected. Right. To say the least. I'd like to have a. I'd like to get a few, maybe some uh, shorter eBooks out, uh, some more informational types of books, and then Georgie um, will be part of a sequel at some point. Oh, that sounds great. That's, that's amazing. I, I can't wait to see what else you guys do. And I really hope that you're able to find a way to go on tour and then yes. we, can, we can see you guys too. So, well, well so thank you're, you. You're in California, both of you. Oh, no, we're not in California. No. We're here on the East Coast too. Oh, I yes. think we're in California because Rod was talking about um, Eastern versus Pacific time. Okay. Oh, no. We're, oh, no, yeah. I'm over by DC. We're both by DC. Um, oh, okay. Oh, so, oh, well, yeah. Also, so. I also want to go south, and I did. I was thinking to go um, down to Philadelphia, uh, Baltimore yep. area, and then down to Washington D.C. Well, if you go around here, we're going to have to meet you, and I'm sure we could host Absolutely. something really fun in our yeah, area for you, probably at a local facility that that's, we know really well. That's an easy thing because yeah. we're only we're five hours from Washington. Oh, that's oh that sounds excellent. fun. Let, yeah. Let's make it a plan because okay, I definitely want to meet. I want to meet the, the new list. crew as well. No, yeah, you got to bring them all. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much for being with us today. This is such a great wealth of information, but I think it's also such a, a beautiful message that like, you know, life will turn you in different directions. And you're not sure if that's the direction you should go, but there's so many wonderful things that can come out of it. But what I love the most is that you have really made an impact to 
celebrate your dog, but also to make an impact on other people. And I feel really strongly about like our crazy short time here on earth that we get to be here, that we are able to help the people around us. And I think everything that you're doing is something I really commend. And I really love watching your journey on Instagram. You guys are such an inspiration, honestly. So Instagram. And and I, you are on my list because I am going to come to Washington. Oh, Yay, that's great. Good. We're here. You gotta let us know. And Come follow Pink Piglet Puppy on Instagram and look for Pink Piglet Puppy on all the other social media as well. Melissa, thank you so much for letting us talk to you all about your crew and even sharing some of them with us today. We thank hope you have a fantastic day and I can't wait to see where your endeavors go from here. Thanks so much to both of you. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Melissa. Bye, puppies. Bye. Bye. It was so great talking to Melissa and hearing about Little Piglet, but we do have some questions from our listeners, which we have not seen yet. So let's dive into some of your questions. All right. So the first question says, hey, Chrissy and Amber, it's Rachel from New York City. Hi, Rachel. (laughs) I'd love to hear about the unique ways you both hang out with your dogs. Do you have any special rituals or outings that you think are a huge hit with your four-legged friends? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'll kick off if that's okay, Amber. Go ahead. All right. So, you know, I think when outings, I think the one thing I love to do is hiking. I love to get out and hike and just let them be dogs and just let them sniff. And there's no pressure to train or do anything like that. Um, So I really do like those like, or I'll just take them to a soccer field, throw a couple of Frisbees while my other dogs kind of just sun themselves. I love doing that. Uh, That's something out of the home, but, but pressure free is something I really like to do. It's good for my brain too. Yeah, I absolutely love doing that too. I mean, I've been a little bit uh, not getting out of the house as much lately, but one of our favorite things to do was going out on hikes. Um, But we do also just love our outside time. And I mean, like, I don't have a very big backyard, but just getting out in the yard with my dogs, tossing the Frisbee a couple of times, we'll just sit out there together. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll just lay in the grass and they all want to like lay on top of me. And just those little moments, they don't have to be these big outings that like going hiking or these Mm -hmm. big training things. Sometimes it's nice to just sit and like enjoy the moment with my dogs and I have found that when I take them to a park or when I go somewhere my favorite moment of taking them out is usually just sitting in the grass and just like taking it all in and I try to take those little like memory you know like Polaroids yes, yes. <laughs> um, and those those little moments just usually mean so much to me and those have been some of the the best memories I have of just sitting and hanging with my dog sometimes mm-hmm. I'll bring a hammock and I'll set up a oh hammock gosh, and just like that sit, sit and relax with them and have a moment, just kind of take it all in. But, and I I, think another thing, Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. You're good. I think like also you and I can both agree that, um, you know, we can like prepare our dogs to kind of understand the days we're not going to be doing a lot of exciting things. Like sometimes I'll just have a cue. Like, you know, we're like staying home, boys, staying home. Like I'll use words that like they are versus like, we're going out, we're going to go for a walk and just kind of like help them understand what I'm doing around the house. If it's the day we're all going to be going around and crazy, or if we're going to be staying at home, I kind of develop some cues to help them maybe understand. Um, So I think it's just something that you can find what you really enjoy to do with your dog. But, um, you know, I would say my special outings is definitely like being in nature getting away from the phone and the craziness and just being in the moment with your pet. 
Absolutely. And one other thing I like to do, which kind of helps with having multiple dogs is my husband and I love to go like out to lunch or out to dinner sometimes, or even out to breakfast, depending on our schedules. And we will go and specifically take one dog. And that's like our time with that dog for the day. Um, So they get that one on one time. And that's been really helpful because of course, when they come, they get spoiled and they get lots of treats. So that's a special little outing I like to do with them one on one. So they're not always doing things all together. But that was a great question. I know we have a few other questions too dive into as well. We do. Our next one is Tim. Uh, Our next question is from Tim in Portland. I've always been curious about how different breeds have different temperaments and needs. How did you choose your own dogs and what breed specific quirks have you had to adapt to? That is such a good question. Oh yeah. And I know you have mostly herding breeds. I have I a do. whole assortment. I have a whole assortment of breeds. You in my do. House. I started with a <laughs> mutt and then I was like, I love the herdy ones. And yeah. I think it's because we're most related in brain power. So like kind of like all over the place and OCD in certain ways. And um, yeah, the I chose and to be honest, I don't have a lot of rescues. I have one, but my other ones all came from breeders. And kind of my reason is that we do career-based work there. So I needed dogs that not only could be great family dogs, but could also go out and perform those live shows that we like to do and need to do together. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing to think about. It's like the breed tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, if you adopt a mutt, you really don't know what you're getting. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but Oakley's but perfect. I, Oakley is amazing. And I actually adopted him because I met him and his personality was just what I needed, which was like that goofy, easygoing, like nothing really bothers him kind of dog. Um, and there are some things that you have to think about. So like I, my first dog is like a herding mix. He's actually got like a ton of stuff. He's got boxer and pit bull in him too. Who would, who would ever guess? Um, but he looks like an Australian shepherd and he does have some of those herding tendencies that I have to be more aware of, which is like more sensitive to sound, more sensitive to movement. Um, he's very in tune with me and my emotions oh, and that yeah. can be a good thing and a bad thing. So I have to kind of like navigate that and where my other dogs, I have another uh, mutt, which I talked about Oakley and my third dog is a retriever. Now she's a type of retriever that's not like golden retrievers and not like labs. She's actually kind of personality somewhere between a herding dog and and a retriever and so kind of adapting my life to that is again a little bit more of a sensitive dog but my dog her tendency to also go after animals and try to kill them oh (laughs) my gosh yes quite insane she'll spend hours and hours outside trying to kill chipmunks and so that's something that I have to work around you're not kidding her breed is really, you know, ten, tends to be like that. But it's so understanding the exercise needs and what you're bringing into your home and your expectations of the dog you bring into your home is going to be some of the biggest defining factors. And if you are adopting, usually you can speak to someone there who has noticed already tendencies or, or ways of that yeah. dog that they're seeing in that facility. Yeah. So definitely like ask people who have experience with the breed, um, their energy requirements and what their tendencies tend to be yes. so that you can kind of prepare yourself a little bit more if you're looking into a specific breed. That's right. Well, thank you for such a good question, Tim. I really like that one because we could go on and on. We could have an whole episode about that one. All right. Our last question is from Sophia from Los Angeles. She says, I've been reading about the importance of gut health in humans, and it got me wondering about probiotics for dogs. Do you think they're beneficial? And if so, how do you incorporate them into your dog's diets? Well, I know Chrissy has a lot of gut-related issues with one of her dogs that she's dealt with. Um, So I will let her kind of take the brunt of this, but I want to say, which I'm sure she'll say as well, 
I think the most important thing is before introducing something like a probiotic, make sure you're talking to your vet and finding out what's best for your dog because every single dog is so different. I do use a probiotic for my dogs. It's from the native pet. Um, It's just a natural supplement. But I do this under like making sure my vet is aware of the supplements that I'm using and making sure that, you know, we're keeping tabs on that. So I'm not just adding things randomly to the diet. But Chrissy, take this away. I know you have a you have a gut-filled I, dog. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll try to keep this to a minimum because I have like a few dogs in my crew that deal with it. One thing that I always keep on hand, I actually grabbed it so you could see it. It's called Proviable. You get it from the vet. I'm plugging right here. It comes with a paste and um, capsules. And so I do the capsules for my dogs sometimes when we're on travel just to help them kind of stay in line with uh, gut health as stress and things kind of change their gut um, because of stress that can happen. And another thing that I like to do for my dogs is I use Rogue. That's another supplement that I'm really passionate about. Um, It's called Rogue Pet Science and they do like all sorts of gut health um, based supplements and it does have probiotics, fish oils, like the whole gamut. And I've had my dogs on that for years and I honestly, my one dog who lives off of prednisone own because he has an autoimmune issue, which creates gut problems and, uh, biome issues. Like he is so much better off since being on that. And so I do find that like when you find what's right for your dog and you stick with it, that's something that I like wouldn't change too much or go crazy, but it is great to influence some good probiotics into their diet once in a while. So I sometimes like once a month, we'll use a couple capsules just to kind of give them that boost, just like you would do for yourself. And that's just something that I'm really passionate about. And I love the ProViable because it comes with a paste. And if your dog is having loose stool because of there being a a change in their gut, that paste is meant with probiotics inside. It's also meant to bind the stool. So you're going to find that like you can also help your dog get through some of those hurdles if you've been traveling or they pick something up or something like that. Yeah, it's so great to know. I think it's really good to have a good probiotic on hand, absolutely. And of course, under the guidance of your vet, I love the supplement that I use. And I know Chrissy likes the ones she uses. Yes, yes, for sure. That's a great question. But go to your vet if you're not sure, because I want to make sure that you're doing what's right for your dog if your dog has any dietary issues or allergies. These are things you want to be sure you consult with your vet first. Right. Absolutely. Well, we had some amazing questions. Guys, don't forget you can send us questions to dogtv.com slash the dog moms. We absolutely love to hear from you guys, but this wraps up the end of our episode today. I'm always sad to see it go. I know. We've got so such a great episode and I'm so excited we got to talk to Melissa and learn more about little pink piglet puppy. Yes. And so thank you so much, Melissa, for talking with us. And we had a great time. And be sure to follow her on our social media accounts and look forward to following the dog mom. So be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all the areas that you can hear us. And don't forget, if you guys like this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. We benefit from your reviews so that more people can hear our podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media as well for more updates and content. And don't forget, check out the website, dogtv.com slash the dog moms for more information resources and all the things dog mom related and until next time we want you to stay positive and have a wonderful day with your furry friends we'll see you next time bye, bye. double-handed wave dog moms, dog moms, what you gonna do what you gonna do when they come for you